you're listening to Church of Hope's podcast. Thanks for joining us. We hope today's teaching encourages and inspires you. Check out hopeinocala.com for more resources on this journey called life. Here's today's teaching. Good morning. It's good to see everybody on campus and those joining us online. Hey, if you grab your Bible or turn on your Bible, join me in Matthew chapter 5. Just one verse we're going to lean into this morning, uh, verse number 13, Matthew chapter 5 and verse uh, 13. Hey, um, anybody in this room familiar with a little company uh, named Tesla? Anybody, uh, anybody not know who Tesla is, right? Anybody driving a Tesla? Nobody? Okay, so much. We know about it, but we don't believe in it, right? <laughs> kind of a deal, right? I, I read an article this week from Bloomberg, uh, rather fascinating. Um, one of Tesla's uh, top engineers uh, for the last three years has been studying how to improve the chocolate chip. I mean, there's something extraordinary about chocolate chip cookies. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, that chocolate chip cookie, not, not when it's, it's hard, but when you, know, you break it apart. I'm just saying. Man, good. You got one? Oh, you don't, sorry. I, I don't know who invented the chocolate chip cookie, but I'm telling you, I'm glad that they did. What I found incredible was an engineer at Tesla, a company that's changing the world in the way that we drive and we fuel our automobiles, for three years has been studying how to redesign the 80-year-old chocolate chip. The, the original chocolate chip, it was designed for, for industry. It was just easier to manufacture. And so the chocolate chip, the bag of chocolate chips that you buy, it was just easy for uh, industrial uh, companies to, to produce it. Had nothing to do with the end user. <laughs> I thought to myself when I read that, well, has everything to do with me because I like it. I like chocolate chips. I love chocolate chip cookies. I was like, my goodness, it tastes pretty good to me. A baker in San Francisco, she had decided that she was going to redesign her chocolate chip cookie. Actually, she's been called the, the world's best chocolate chip cookie maker. And she had people make a handmade chocolate chip and it would take four hours to make one chip. Could you imagine how expensive that, co that, that cookie was? She teamed up with a venture capitalist in, in California. And are you ready for this? <clears throat> they spent $10 million on creating a new plant to devise this brand new chocolate chip so that your experience with the chocolate chip cookie, your tongue, your taste buds would go to a whole nother level. Now, here's something you need to know. That the bag of chocolate chip cookies that you buy at Publix costs you about $2. This bag's going to cost you about $30. So whether or not it's going to take off, I don't know so much. But let me tell you why that captured my attention. 
Somebody in the world saw a pain point. Somebody in the world said, there's a problem. And this problem was worth $10 million to build a brand new plant so that you and you and you and me, we could have a better, more delicious experience with the chocolate chip cookie. And I began to think to myself, do we have the same mindset when it comes to Jesus? Are we willing, if, if somebody said it's worth the time and energy to redesign, re-engineer the chocolate chip for a, a more delicious experience, maybe we as Christ followers ought to think this morning for a few minutes, how can we redesign our lives so we're more delicious? So that men and women, boys and girls, moms and dads in the world would taste and see that the Lord is good. And then I went to my Bible where I have you today in the, the beginning of Jesus' ministry in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 13. Uh, from the message version, he says this. Let me tell you why you're here. Now let's just pause for a second because many of you are like, I'd like to know why I'm here. Matter of fact, the number one question that people always ask me in counseling is, hey, hey help me understand, you know, why am I here? Well, what, 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 you know, should I marry her or should I marry him? Should I stay single? I mean, what career? Or, or should I live in that house compared to that house? People are always asking, why am I here on this earth? Is it just to have a job? Is it just to kind of go, th why am I here? So Jesus is about to answer, Ready? He says, you're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. In other words, Jesus is saying out loud to us this morning, be delicious. You want to know why you're here? You're here to be delicious, that men and women, boys and girls, your in-laws and your outlaws and your neighbors and your co-workers and your employer and your employees, that, that they would taste the God flavor. So the question asked this morning, are they? Where the Bible says in Psalms 34, taste and see that the Lord is good. I find it interesting that when you talk to people who aren't followers, and maybe you're here this morning and you're not really a believer in Jesus, you're kind of you know, on the outside looking in. I, I, I've heard people say this. I'm kind of interested in, in, in Jesus, but not so much as followers. That, that ought to kind of describe our attention. How, how, how could people be like, oh, I'm interested in spirituality. I'm interested in, in things about God. But you know what? The Kind of the, the, the Christian thing and the people. Man, I got a cousin. I got a brother-in-law. I mean, I've been, a, not, 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 not so much. He's saying, listen, live delicious. Live, act, think, parent. I mean, everything you do. Are we doing everything? Are we parenting? Are we living our lives, moms and dads, in a delicious way in front of our sons and daughters that they want to taste and see how good God is? So that's the beginning of Jesus' ministry, right? Go to the very end, Matthew chapter 28. I've got it on the screen for you. The end of his ministry, Jesus came to them and he says, 
All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. In other words, on the front end, he says, be delicious. You're salt. You bring out the God flavors of, of, of who I am in the world and people around you. And now he says at the end, be active. He, he says, go and make disciples of all nations. See, the spiritual life is not passive. Nothing exists in, in a vacuum. Inactivity is activity in the wrong direction. Inactivity, when you and I, as Christ followers, if we say, well, listen, I'm going to sit on the sidelines. I'm not going to be delicious. I'm not going to live my life in a way that causes people to taste the God flavors. And you say, okay, I'm just going to be inactive. I'm not, I'm not going to be active. I'm not going to go in the wrong. I'm just, I'm just going to sit on the sidelines. Inactivity is activity in the wrong direction. So the question this morning for us is how do we, from Matthew chapter 5, how do we actively live in a bland world in a world that the god flavors are often pushed to the side if 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 it's worth millions of dollars 10 million dollar plant if it's worth millions of dollars to re-engineer a chocolate chip so that when you taste that chocolate chip cookie your taste buds just go wow that's really good. How much more important is it today to re-engineer what it looks like to be a Christ follower in 2021? I think for a lot of times when it comes to the church, to Christianities, we are so in love with the good old days, how things used to be. I am telling you, this Tesla engineer, he wasn't settling for the 80-year-old chocolate chip. He wasn't living back in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s. He didn't say good enough is good enough. They redesigned a brand new chocolate chip for a, a, a consumer experience that would go to a whole nother level. And maybe this morning, as Christ followers, we should wrestle with the same idea. It's time for us to understand we've been born for such a time as this. And in 2021, let's be delicious. Let's live our lives in such a way that we bring out the God flavors all around us. So are you ready? Got your number two pencil? Write a couple big ideas. How do we do this? From Matthew chapter 5 where he says, be delicious. And Matthew chapter 28 when he says, go make all disciples. Here's where it all starts. And I guarantee you, it will sound simple, but it's the hardest thing that you do, and in many cases, we don't do. It starts with valuing people. Chocolate chips value the cookie dough. The chocolate chip knows to stand by itself means nothing. It means I've got to be immersed. I have to value the dough. The salt, it values the recipe. The salt is not the recipe, but it values being placed in the recipes. The question this morning is, do we value people? I'm talking about all people. Or do we at times try to use people for our own advantages? Or do we try to manipulate people? Let, let me tell you, if the chocolate chip manipulates the dough, it ain't, it ain't a chocolate chip cookie. It's a chocolate, chip, it's a chocolate bar, right? If the salt 
dominates, if the salt manipulates the recipe, the recipe is, is no good. The question is, how do we value people? And do you believe this morning that God values people more than anything? You're familiar with it, but let's remind ourselves a little bit more this morning. John chapter 3. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. No one, no one, no one is beyond God's grace. What might change in your family if you began to believe today? if you began to value everyone in your family, that no one is beyond God's grace. I'm glad I'm not beyond God's grace. I'm glad God saw me on a little rock, an island, Okinawa, Japan, in the USO, and he decided to say, Mark, out of all the crazy, terrible, no good things you've done in your life, I want you to know you can't get beyond my grace and my mercy. Value people. How do we do this? I'm glad you asked. Number one is see every man and every woman created in God's image because they are. Every human being is designed in God's image. I don't don't care how unjust. I I don't care how cruel. I I don't care what, what what they say or they do that detests you. They were created just like you, Genesis 1 and 26. Created in God's image. Second, Jesus, your Savior, died for them. Just like Jesus died for you and he died for me, he died for that person. And three, the Holy Spirit is calling them under repentance. Just like the Holy Spirit called me under repentance, is calling them under repentance. So if you want to be delicious, now listen, you might say, listen, I don't want to be delicious. That's okay. You, 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 might, you might not want it. But I just want you to know, Jesus said be delicious. And Jesus said, listen, you are here. Why am I here? It's more than a career. It's more than your marital status. He said, you are here to bring out the the God flavors in the world. And he said, be active. The chocolate chip is active. Salt is active. The question this morning, are you, am I active in valuing people? Here, let me give you a second thing if you're writing it down. Is this, okay, you want to be delicious. You, you, You want to be you want to be salt that brings out the God flavors in the world, you've got to enter their world. I believe a strategic mistake in the United States of America happened in the 60s. We saw the culture changing. The jacked up, crazy kind of 60s, the sexual revolution, all the kind of things. Many of you are way too young to even know what was going on in the 60s. But we as believers kind of made a decision. We don't want to be around them people. And so we began to isolate ourselves and insulate. We pulled our children out of those public schools. You wonder how the public school got in the condition that it is. And I'm thankful for all of our teachers. I'm thankful for you. But a lot of your challenges is a long time ago, we pulled the salt out of our public schools. You wonder why it's bland. You wonder why it's dark. We pulled all the light. We put the light out. There became this idea. I remember when I first came to this town, uh, the church that I came to, to, to pastor, they, they, they wanted to build a family life center. They wanted to build a, a, a workout facility so that the people of the church could come and work out at the family life center. And, I, and I, I totally understand it. I get it. But it's this idea, listen, don't go to the zone. Don't go to the YMCA, 
right? I mean, you go to the Family Life Center where all of us Christian folk kind of hang out together. We made a strategic error. We pulled the salt away from our culture. We've got to enter their world. Listen to the words of Jesus in John 12 and 46. He says, I am the light that has come into the world, into your world, my world, so that all who believe in me won't have to stay any longer in the dark. Remember what grandma said? Walk a mile in their shoes, right? I don't think it's original with Stephen Covey, but Stephen Covey said, seek to understand before being understood. It's, it's, it's a game changer relation. Moms and dads, listen, I know that there's only maybe a, a, a 15, maybe a 20-year, 20 25-year distance between you and your children, but the whole world's changed. How are we walking into their world? How are we seeking to understand what it's like to be a teenager in 2021? How are we understanding what it feels like to have the last two years of, of your school experience just totally rocked and, and turned and flipped upside down? 1 Corinthians chapter 9 from the message says this, Even though I am free of the, of the demands and expectations of everyone, I have voluntarily become a servant to any and all in order to reach a wide range of people. This is the Apostle Paul talking. Religious, non-religious, meticulous, moralist, loose-living, immoralist, defeated, demoralized, whoever. I didn't take on their way of life. I kept my bearings in Christ, but I entered their world. I entered their world and tried to experience things from their point of view. Their point of view. I've become just about every sort of servant there is in my attempts to lead those I meet into a God-saved life. I did all of this because of the message. I didn't just want to talk about it. I wanted to be in on it. Listen, people who aren't like you, people who are lost, people who identify themselves in a way that you think is immoral, uh, people who vote in a certain way, people who, who you just, I mean, you, your skin crawls. Hear, hear me, hear me. You don't have to be like them to reach them, but you do have to like them to reach them. Let me help you. You don't have to be like them to reach them, but you do have to like them. I think so many of us, we see people who aren't like us and, and, and they're, they're saying and they're doing and they're acting and they're identifying and all the kind of things and we just walk, I don't like them. I mean, imagine just look at them and say, go to hell. Hey, hey, God's grace doesn't apply to you. You don't deserve God's mercy. You don't have to be like them. We don't have to act the same way, vote the same way, believe the same things. But let me tell you something. You do have to like them. If you're hoping for any kind of change in our community, if you want to see a change in the country, we've got to enter their world, and we've got to start liking them. We don't have to be like them, but we've got to like them. Let me give you a third thing if you're writing it down. Is, is I already talked about value people, but now let's take it beyond just valuing them in our mind, but let's, let's add value to people. Let, let's walk into people's lives. You understand moms and dads? God chose you to be their mom. God chose you to be their dad. 
How are you adding value to them? Not just all the things, right, of bedtime and brush your teeth and get up the next morning and eat all your, your breakfast and all the things that we think about parenting. How are you? What is your strategic plan for adding value? Let me tell you something. Your sons or your daughters are being shaped and formed either by default or by design, but they're being shaped. Don't, don't you be fooled for a moment. They are being, and let me say, and again, I'm so glad for all of our educators. So I started pastoring in 1990, initially as a student pastor. I've seen it all. I've seen sons and daughters go to public schools, uh, challenged public schools. I've seen them go to parochial. I've seen them go to Christian schools. I've seen home schools. Uh, we've got kind of a, a, a diverse, some in school and some online today. I, I have seen it all. And I know there's people are like, you know, uh, I'm talking to a couple right now that's talking about moving to Ocala. And they're like, okay, which is the better school district? Hey, real estate agents, you get this, right? If your house is in the right spot, man, you can jack up the price a little bit because the perception is that, that, that parents want to be there. Hear me, hear, hear me. I, I'm for all of our schools. But the number one indicator of your sons or your daughters going to another level intellectually and academically is beyond that school. It starts with an engaged mom and dad. Statistically, wherever you find an engaged mom and dad, regardless of, of the rating of the school, regardless urban or in the suburbs uh, or in the rural, uh, regardless of private homeschool where there is a mom and dad, and then here's, here's if, if you really want to take your sons and daughters to a whole nother level, like you want to set your son or your daughter up to be a champion, to be secure in who they are. Oh, that's huge. To be secure in who they are. To have a certain sense of confidence walking out in this world. Have a mom and dad engaged, but have dad engaged. It's not just kind of delegated off to mom. Have dad at the dinner table with the homework. Have dad talking through, what did you learn? How does that apply to our lives? It's all about adding value. Chocolate chip adds value. You take the chocolate chip out of the cookie, it's just a cookie. It adds value. Take the salt out of the, the recipe. The recipe might still be good, but the salt adds, adds value. Listen to the word, First Thessalonians. How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? It's good to laugh. It's good to laugh. First Thessalonians chapter 5. You go ahead and try to say that five times fast. All right. Look what it says. So speak encouraging words to one another. Build up hope so you'll all be together in this. No one left out and no one left behind. In other words, you, you think it, you speak it, you recognize it, you reward it. You add value to people. As I tuned on in online to the celebration of life for Pastor Keith Duncan at the Springs and listened to his son and other pastors and ultimately Pastor Ron, over and over there was this theme of how Keith added value to, to people. 
I remember when I first moved to this town, I had heard about Keith Duncan and how he was a deacon at First Baptist Church, Ocala. And then he had called, his dad was on staff there, Clarence, Clarence and Fran, and, and how he had been called to ministry and Keith went off to seminary. And then he went over to Mississippi, M-I-S-S-I, S-S-I-P-P-I, you know, Mississippi, right? Right kind of a deal. And, and, and he started a church over there. And I remember asking the church, hey, are we supporting this guy? And uh, I, I called and, and I kind of interviewed Keith on the phone. And I mean, it kind of makes sense, right? He was a deacon at the church. His dad's on staff at the church. I, I mean, he's winning people to Jesus and in Mississippi, right? Kind of a deal. And, um, and so he was the first missionary that I ever, ever supported uh, or led the church to support. But the, the common theme, if you were at the Celebration of Life or you tuned online with me, was how Keith encouraged people. In other words, he added value to people. Let, let me give you number four, is this. Is, is you gotta believe that everyone wants to know God. If you're gonna bring out, if you're gonna bring out the, the God flavors, you gotta believe. The chocolate chip wakes up. Now, I know the chocolate chip doesn't have a mind. It doesn't have impulses. I get it. Okay, I don't need that email. But, but, but watch this. The chocolate chip wakes up and believes, I'm gonna add value to that cookie. That, 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 that cookie is just a regular cookie. Until I get in it. It believes it. You got to believe that everyone wants to know God. There is a God-shaped space in every human being. There is a taste bud. I don't know how many taste buds we've got, but we got, we got taste buds. There's a taste bud somewhere on your tongue that only tastes God. Some of, you, some of us have put liquor on them taste buds trying to find that special spot. Some of us have, have done, done drugs or we've chased after sex. We've chased after career, all these kind of things. But I'm telling you, there is a God-shaped hole. There is a God taste bud that only God can satisfy. Just like salt makes that meal better. You gotta believe that everyone wants to know God. So here, let me wind it up. Is this, is number one, is we gotta make a decision today to live so people get hungry for God. I mean, the chocolate chip exists. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I, I mean, I would double dog dare somebody. There's no such thing as just having one. I mean, I know some of us only have one cookie, but that's because we've exercised discipline. If we could, if we could have more than one cookie and get away with it, we would. If it wouldn't like cause our sides to grow and everything else and our sugar to spike, we would have more than one. The chocolate chip cookie it lives for people to have more chocolate chip cookies, just like salt. Salt makes your tongue thirsty, and so you want, you want more. Why do you think you can't have just one Pringle? One potato chip, whatever it is, you can't just have one. It's designed so you want more and more. You want to crave it. You want to OD on Pringles. Man, what if we started living in such a way that a bunch of people around us wanted to OD on Jesus? Before there was all the Christian music that there's Christian music today, there was like three Christian artists. Sandy Patty, um, uh, Amy Grant, and Carmen. Now, maybe you don't even know who Carmen is, but old school people in the house know what I'm talking about. And he had a song called Addicted to Jesus. And, and I'm just telling you, the whole, whole premise was live your lives in such a way that they want, they want more. The chocolate chip cookie doesn't exist for itself. God... God created you. God designed us not to just exist for ourselves. I love that picture from um, Hope Kids. 
and, and how our, our Hope Kids Department is leaning into this space with your sons and your daughters. Right now, men and women are, are leaning in and raising up your sons and daughters uh, to understand who they are in Christ. And this idea, um, of, and beyond just the cuteness of, of Valentine's Day and how cute Brady looks and Hannah looks and, and all that, and they are cute. Maybe mom and dad, you should save, save this picture. Maybe, maybe we became prophetic, right, at Church of Hope. Who knows, right? We'll, we'll find out when homecoming and prom circles around in 10, 11, 12 years. To the dads, much longer than that. To the mamas, they're way, they're like, okay, okay, we, 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 we get there, right? But, but how are we living our lives so, so that people... They want to become hungry for God. Here's what the Bible says. Listen to Romans chapter 10. So Romans 10, 13 to 15. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how will they hear without someone preaching to them? Now hear me, and I know theologically this might stretch some of you, so... I understand. The Holy Spirit changes human beings. But the Holy Spirit's not witnessing to your family. That's your job. Much like I taught you a couple weeks ago, if you missed that message, we are the pizza box. We are the vessel. Oh, the power is in the Holy Spirit. Oh, 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 oh. It's the pizza that gets devoured once it gets delivered to the house. But it's the pizza box. It's the delivery system. We are the vessels that God uses. And that's what Paul's saying. How will they know? How will they believe in someone they've not heard? How can they hear without someone named you and someone named me preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it's written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Now, I'm not going to ask you to take your shoes off and look at your feet and see if they're pretty or not. And I don't know because you go and share, um, Mr. Mayor, because you go into the centers and you share the goodness of Jesus, I, I don't know if your, your feet have become prettier or not, all right? It, it's, it's a picture that helps us see that, that, you know, walking in the right direction towards people discovering hope in Christ is, is a beautiful thing. Advancing the gospel towards people so that they would taste and see that the Lord is good. So let me just ask a question this morning. Have you tasted and seen that the Lord is good? Like, I'm not talking about just knowing about him. I'm talking about, do you know Jesus as good as you know how delicious a chocolate chip cookie is? I mean, that's good. You, you, you can't, anybody who, I know, I know there's probably a half of a person here today who says they don't like chocolate chip cookies. That's okay. The illustration's not for you. But for the rest of us, right, nobody on the galaxy could unconvince you that the chocolate chip cookie is no good. you like, you crazy. It good. It good. It's good. Matter of fact, I don't just have one. I'm going to have the whole sleeve. Matter of fact, okay. So my question is, have you tasted Jesus that way? Do you know that 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 you've tasted Jesus the same way? Now, I want to help you this morning. Can I have permission to help you for a few minutes? Okay, here's what, here's what I want to do. I've got some friends, and it was mighty rude for me 
to eat a chocolate chip cookie. So I've actually, we've made chocolate chip cookies for everybody, including your children. So if you've got children in Hope Kids, you need to take one for you, and then you take one for your children. Now we've all, they've all, I mean, it was sanitized, everything's, it's, it's, it's COVID-friendly chocolate chip cookies. All right, so they're coming all across. Now don't open this up yet. Hold on to it. Hold on to it. Now, if you've got kids in Hope Kids, you need to take enough for everybody to have um, one, right? Normally, the, the boys and girls bring something for you. We're taking something to them, all right? So make sure you take however many kids you've got. Now, if your kids live in New Mexico, and you're taking a couple extra so that, like, then come on now, Daddy. Come on, come on, come on, come on. All right? So everybody take one plus enough for your kids. Everybody got a chocolate chip cookie? Everybody got the chocolate chip cookie? Anybody not have a chocolate chip cookie? Oh, right here. Chocolate chip cookies. Anybody else? Everybody have one? Or did you guys get them? Okay, you got enough for your kids? Make sure you got, I want you, I want, I want, I want the kids to be like, what? What, what, what? Now, everybody's got a cookie. Do not open it yet. Everybody's got a cookie. Now, first, just parents, just parents. I need, I need all the parents, or if you're a caregiver, parents, caregivers, give me your eyeballs for a second. I gotta wait till everybody gets one. Then I need everybody's, I need everybody's attention. At home, I'm so sorry. Maybe it's a good reason to come back and in person. Now, listen, listen, if, if your doctor's told you not to, you keep staying at home, and, and we love you. But... If this was one of those mornings, you're like, ah, maybe not. <laughs> okay, everybody's got a cookie. I need all the caregivers. Parents, give me your eyeballs for a second. Okay, parents, watch this now. Listen, listen. God gave you those boys and those girls. And you're going to be, I'm going to be, held accountable for two things. One, what did I, how did I receive Jesus? What did I do with the gospel? And then he's going to ask me one day, okay, Mark, Emily and Katie, how did you add value to them? And so I gave you moms and dads extra because I want you to teach this to your sons and daughters today. This afternoon, I want you to teach them about being delicious as, as brothers and sisters, we know how brothers can fight and brothers and sisters, that's not being very delicious. When something doesn't go right at school, teach them. Think about your life, think about their life, if training them early to be delicious for God. Now, everybody's got a cookie, right? First of all, if you've never become a follower of Jesus, you're looking at that cookie right now, you can't touch it because it's inside that bag. The only way anybody follows Jesus is you've got to decide by faith, I'm going to open it up. Any Christ follower that's here today, they came to God through Jesus by faith. And if you've never become a follower of Jesus, in just a moment, when we open up this bag, it's the same thing spiritually. What happens physically is I've got to believe that that chocolate chip cookie in the inside, it's good. I've got to say, I want that chocolate chip cookie. Can you get on with it, PMC, already? Right? You, you, you got to want it. You got to believe that it's good. You got to believe that it's delicious. You got to believe that your way of life isn't delicious. You got to believe that your sin has kept you 
from having the best life. See, some of you think that following Jesus will become a, a less than best way. When you taste and see that the Lord is good, there is no other way to be happy but in Jesus. And so in a moment when we open this up, if you've never begun, begun, begun a relationship with Jesus, I want you to, to pray. You can even pray right now. You're like, I'm ready, Mark. You, you just pray this. Hey, God, it's me. I'm coming to you by faith today. I thought I had to get better. I thought I was going to have less than a best life if I followed you. But today, no. Today, I believe that you died on the cross for me. I believe that you became alive again. And I'm opening up my heart and I'm inviting you in. And to anybody who just prayed on this campus or online, welcome to God's family. I'd love to help you grow. There's connect cards at the chairs. Share your name, like Dustin. Share, you know, how we can get in contact with you. I want to I want to help you grow in following Jesus. Your best next step is baptism. You can fill that out in the card, or if you're at home, just text the word baptism to 63566. Or if you made that decision for today, drop it in the comments or text the word today to 63566. Now watch this. See this cookie? Let's go ahead and open it up. But don't eat it yet. Don't bite into it. And just, just go along with me because we're, we're going somewhere with this. And no, this is not communion, so don't get no wild ideas. Man, we went to Hope, and they served cookies as communion. Now, we ain't doing that either, all right? But we are opening it. Open it up. Again, everything, everything was made earlier today. You can see there's probably some kind of slide that chocolate chip. Okay. okay, I want you to hold that in your hands. It's all good. Yeah, yeah these are not the, Okay. If you're wondering, these are not the $30 a bag chocolate chips. I'm so sorry. These are old school. Um, okay, so you got that, I, I want you to, okay, you got that chocolate chip. Don't bite into it yet. We're going to bite in it together, but it's not communion. Okay, okay, you got that chocolate chip, right? Okay, now, to all the Christ followers, okay, you're looking at that chocolate chip. Linda, I just heard Linda say in the front row, would you get on with it already? Okay, I want, I want you to, okay, you're looking at that chocolate chip. You're salivating a little bit. Okay, here, here, here's the question. Who is God calling you to be delicious to? There's somebody at work, there's somebody in your family that God has you strategically placed to bring out the God flavors. And the reason that they are what they are, maybe, maybe all that's needed. Imagine how that, okay, that person, they irritate you, I get it. They frustrate you. They, okay, I, I get it, I get it. I, I, oh, do I so get it. But perhaps God, this morning through his word, has shown you, you need to become delicious. You, you need to stop kind of trying to change them, criticize them, judge them. And God's saying to your heart this morning, just start getting delicious. I'll take care of the rest. So in a minute, we're not doing it yet, and this is not communion, but in a minute, we're going to take a bite. And I want, I want the connection in, in, in all the neurology in your brain between your taste buds and the Spirit of God in your heart to connect how delicious this chocolate chip cookie is on your taste buds 
and now how God wants you to pivot with your life and be that delicious in their presence. Are you ready? You got that person? We all got a person. Man, we could change Ocala, Marion County. We could change the world if we just get delicious. So in Jesus' name, I'm committing to be delicious. And God, you connect my taste buds with my brain. In Jesus' name, let's bite it. Oh my goodness. That good. Is that not good? God, favor every man and every woman that's here today. May the reality of us gathering in prayer, in worship, and the study of your word, Matthew chapter 5, lead us to be salt seasoning in a bland world that brings out your flavor. I love you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Go be delicious. Peace.